dysfunctional family. I had a lot of sorting out to do about who I was. Though my father had seen me in a vision before I was born, I wouldn't be told about it until I had gone through years of what I call soul work to establish my foundation. It was then that God allowed me to hear about my father's encounter. In the last episode of Life Journeys, I told you about the miraculous circumstances surrounding my birth, but the story didn't stop there. Though my father was by no means a believer, God showed him great favor and mercy. That's what he's like. He doesn't just sit up there pointing out our faults. He gives us answers. And a miraculous beginning does not mean a bed of roses. I'm Terry Hardica, and this is Life Journeys, a series of short stories tied to the Word of God that I hope will help you better understand how the Bible relates to what we all go through during a lifetime of some very hard things. I'll never shake the memory of being a small child cowering on the floorboards of the front seat as my father, raging and smelling of alcohol, raced down a winding gravel road. It was pure fear. I'll never forget as well the image of Mom sitting in the living room with my dad raising a butcher knife over her, ready to strike. As many of you know, an unsettled home where Mom and Dad fight, a place where there is no assurance of peace, isn't the type of nurture that breeds good character. When Dad was upset, he'd go down the stairs and take another bump, as he would call it. One day, he was particularly angry. I had seen the rocking chair fly across the living room, and then he went downstairs. This time I followed him. I guess I was about in the eighth grade that night as I sat at the top of the stairs and watched him load his double-barrel shotgun and put the barrel under his chin. I still recall this one memory. He won't pull the trigger. I was probably just in denial about what I was seeing. Who do others say that I am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's in Matthew chapter 16. Now, I won't keep you waiting. Obviously, my dad didn't pull the trigger that night. It would be over ten years before he would tell me his vision of me before I was born. But what do these verses have to do with that? You probably know that ongoing turmoil in the home leaves a child with an identity crisis. He'll act out in violent ways or sexual ways or with crushing inner battles with insecurity, fear, and depression. He may also act out with an insatiable desire to excel. Some of the most outwardly successful people 
are the most insecure. That's why some of them commit suicide as if out of the blue. Jesus wanted Peter to understand something, so he asked the questions that we just read. I know you are the Christ, Peter said. And it was based on his heart revelation of who Jesus is that gave Peter his own identity. For Jesus said, This is who I say you are, Peter. You are a rock. We know that Peter would have to go through a lot of life training with all of its fears to activate that truth in his life. But through it all, we know that God has a positive pathway for us through life's trials to establish us in an amazing place of personal identity and purpose. Trials don't mean we're worthless, hopeless, or destined to misery. They're stepping stones to releasing the power of who we are in Christ. It just takes us having to knock out all of our own efforts to prove something to ourselves and to the world. Who we are is a grace gift given to us with no regard for our own merit, training, ability, or intellect. We have been made by God to be amazing people, but life here tries to cover it up and destroy it if possible. Yet God will use each trial. The church is not made by money, programs, traditions, and do's and don'ts. It's made by people discovering who they really are. The Spirit of God in you is a new creation. It is the image of Christ. Though it takes time to get past all of our past, it's still true. Jesus said, By this rock of revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Gates were where the elders of the city in ancient times gathered to make decisions. Jesus is saying that the decisions of hell itself will not prevail against who you really are in me. The word church meant to the people of that day the ruling body called to assemble. The, gov the government saw these words as a threat. Simply put, you don't have to be ruled and governed by the despair of your past life of hardship. Stop defining yourself by the bad things that have happened to you. The real and personal Church of Jesus Christ is not an organization. It is people who are no longer captive to deceiving, condemning thoughts and memories. They don't need to judge or accuse because of their insecurities, nor live in despair and the fear that the past will rise up to define them. Hell itself can't defeat you. Every time you wake up in the morning, the devil says, Oh, nuts! He's up again! Why? Because you overcome by seeing who Jesus is, and when you do, God shows you, through the revelation of Christ, who you are, and the church, the most powerful body on earth, will prevail through your life. Thank you.